This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy, nor is it a sermon or teaching production. It is intended for informational purposes only and is purely conversational. Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co-host, Ishan Burgundy. And I'm co-host, Dara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. How you feeling today? I got a stank attitude. You know what? I think I have one too. Oh. Why is that? Why you think? Like we're on a deadline. Yeah. And then people messing stuff up and we got stuff to do by next week. And you messing stuff up now. Right. Isn't and that, that is annoying me. Isn't that typical around crunch time though? <sighs> There's always things that try to come in and uh, throw things out of whack. And I've been praying, like, God, just make it smooth. Because I was reading um, Proverbs, was it Proverbs 3 today? And I highlighted this one line. It says, oh, Proverbs 3, verse 6. It says, in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth. And then in parentheses, an amplified version, it says, removing obstacles that block your way. Mm. So that's Proverbs 3, 6. Mm. And that's what I've been praying and asking God, like, remove the obstacles because, like, dang, man, like, I don't need no obstacles right now. Like, we got too much stuff to do between now. Sorry, it's my phone. I had to lock it. Between now and next week. Why did I lock my phone? I needed to go look at these lyrics. (laughs) Yeah, nah. Obstacles. They always trying to get in the way. Things always trying to get you off. You know, you just gotta stay focused. But it, it's it's frustrating for sure. It's frustrating. You know, I was reading um, last night. I was reading Exodus, and something that I never ever saw before just like popped out of nowhere. It says it was saying that um, after God had told Moses what he wanted him to do. Um, I think Moses was making some excuses or whatever, but God sent sent him to uh to go get started. I believe I'm 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 paraphrasing the whole story, but it said that God went to meet him, and he was gonna kill him. Kill Moses. <laughs> kill Moses. Where you read that at? And then it said that Zipporah, his wife, cut the foreskin of their son. And then put it on Moses' feet Where and kind of anointed him. And I was like, what and then God spared him. God said he's not going to kill him. Where does it say that at? Please tell me. Exodus what? Exodus 4, 24. And it came to pass by the way in the end that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Yeah. That Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, surely a bloody husband are you to me? So he let him go. Then she said, a bloody husband you are because of the circumcision. Mm. We ain't about to get into this right here. But that's, that's, that's a lot. That's this, a lot. Yeah, that's too but much. But I just thought that was, I right thought now. that was wild that he was, that it said that God was about to kill him and then his wife like rushed in and, and, and anointed him pretty much. You know what's the crazy? And saved his life. You know what's crazy is I was thinking about that too, about how people be saying 
you know, wives need to stay in their place and, you know, the husband is the head and this and this and that and all this stuff. And then they forget about, um, uh, I think her name was Abigail and she was mm. married to somebody dude named with an N. I forget what his name was. But, I'm not familiar. Huh? I don't remember that. Let me see. Abigail. Nabal. Nabal. Abigail was married to Nabal, and he was always getting his family into trouble. He was always doing things that weren't wise, and she oh, yeah. always had to, like, fix it to the point where, like, he was about to straight get killed by David's camp. And she went ahead and talked to him, like, look, please really? don't do this, such and such, such, and ironed the whole situation out. Wow. So it's like people always referencing scriptures where wives need to be quiet and stay in your place and all this other stuff, and then they miss other scriptures where there are stories of women pretty much being the one who saved their whole household and even sometimes their nation. Man, like, a woman, it was a woman that, that first her, preached the gospel. Right. Mary. Mary, Mary. Yeah, she the, the one first that woman to preach the gospel. So, so, yeah, that's that's just error. Yeah, it's just so crazy how people just try to pick out places like women don't have wisdom and, you know, they read the, sto- the story of, well, Ad- uh, Eve, the one who got Adam in trouble. Yeah, that was one woman that did that. That doesn't mean that every woman is like that. Right. But everybody uses that, like, to be like, yeah, women or get you in trouble and they ain't error. Don't listen to no woman. Well that's the force that's that's the force and push this agenda that's been set up against women. That's really set up against God and his ordained way of doing things. Mm-hmm. The enemy hates God's order, so he's gonna, you know, do everything that he can to break that down. And, you know, we talked about it many times on this podcast, the fact that men you know, there are some men out there who don't see the value in what their wife has to say or what she brings to the table, you know, that's just that's just crazy. You doing, you know, men are doing themselves a disservice to go against that, fight against that, and you're doing your family a disservice. Um and at the end of the day, I know somebody's listening to this right now and I can hear them like, "Dang, y'all, that's all y'all talk about." Like y'all just keep bringing this thing up about men respecting women like, "Okay, we get it. You keep most people are not because most people are thankful for that. And we've gotten messages, messages from people saying how their whole household is being changed because of hearing us talk about this whole marriages is being restored. Like that's crazy. But Hallelujah. there are people out there that are like, why y'all keep talking about the same thing? What about the woman? Like, it's, it's like, dang, like well, what the woman do, you know what I mean? And like we said before, let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit want to do. We had no plan when we started this podcast on what we wanted, where we wanted it to go. And for whatever reason, that's the thing that continues to come up. And families and homes are getting set free by that. Mind you, I didn't know this until after the fact, but I went to go look at the statistics for the podcast and it's six over 60% men. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit know what he's doing. Like, the majority of this podcast in its beginning stages right now, because we're still new, is men. It's more men. Right. So, I was like, yo, when I realized that this is what this trend was going on within the spirit of God just ministering to homes and families and wanting to restore homes through the man, the man is the head. So, of course, that's who you're going to start with. Absolutely. But people, some people have problems with that. But when I looked at the statistics, I was like, wow, how fitting is that, that the majority is men and that's where God would start? Right, right. Like that, it's just, it's, that's not a coincidence, right. you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, this podcast is not for everybody. 
clear. We're not trying to be popular. We're not trying to like, we're not even trying to trend. Like we're just being led by the spirit of God and whatever God wants to do in these conversations. Absolutely. And then for you guys to take away what God wants to take away. So, you know, if you feel like it's not what you're looking for, that's fine. You know, we're not, uh, that's, that's okay. But I'm getting a little tired of having to explain that. That's getting on my nerves. Like, because my thing is, I don't understand when people have a problem or what, like if I have an issue with something that someone's doing, I just don't follow them on social media. I don't go listen to their podcast and I just don't engage with them. So I don't be understanding how there will be people that will continually come back just to complain about what you're doing. I'm like, stop following me. Stop listening. Like, if you don't like it, just don't listen. I don't get it. That's why you gotta get into you gotta get into the habit of ignoring these naysayers, naysayers and trolls. Yeah. People who just wanna be negative. They don't they don't wanna find value in what you're doing. They want to be cynical and you know, always look for the negative. So, you know, I mean that's gonna happen. But my thing is, like, stop coming back. If I don't like a person's message or platform, I just don't subscribe to it. And I know I won't listen. And I go on about my life and I engage with things that I feel are more suitable to where God is leading me. Uh, Some people out there that just, they thrive off negativity. And they feel like they need to come on your platform and tell you how to run your platform. That just happened yesterday. I, I posted something. But I didn't ask a question. I didn't say anything other than the statement I made. And I just stated a fact. A number of people just felt like they could just hop on my post insinuating that I'm insinuating something. Asking if I'm insinuating something else by stating a fact. No, I'm not insinuating anything else. I said what I said. Nothing more. Nothing less. But somehow that seemed to have gotten you very upset. And you feel like you have to correct anything that people might get. From my posts, as Wait, opposed. Wait, hold on, though, babe. You got thousands of followers, though, yeah. so you don't think that you have a certain responsibility to watch what you say because of that. Of course. Like you have a blue check. You have over forty thousand people following you. It's right. like I think close to a hundred thousand, maybe combined with every platform. Yeah. You think you could just say whatever and not? I'm not saying you should have to explain yourself because nobody has time to explain everything. But you don't think when you make certain statements that are really bold that you could just drop that and then just you deal with that and walk away because of the calling on your life. Like you have a lot like if somebody only got like two or three followers and they say something, it's not going to make as much of an impact. But you got so many followers. So you think you could just say certain things and then not be conscious of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean... I don't. Of, of, of course, I have to be conscious of what I'm saying, and I don't. I don't handle my platform haphazardly. I don't just do and just say things. No, I know that. You know, so I do know there. I I, I know there's great responsibility there. Mm-hmm. My point is, if I make a statement, if I state a fact, mm-hmm. I don't need to explain it. Explain the fact. That's like me saying, you know, polar bears. Are commonly found in Antarctica. 
Yeah, are they? That's different. Baby. Are they? Are they in the Antarctica? But that's different. Are they in it's Alaska? different because that's not left up to interpretation. Yeah, that's but that, like that's whole, a fact. So, yeah. so the statement that I made, um, the fact that I that that I that I posted was that the term that I've heard, a term that I've heard, you know, probably the last ten years, um, is that God hates the sinner. No. I'm sorry. God loves the God sinner, hates the sin. Loves the sinner, but hates the sin. That's a that's a term that I've heard mm-hmm. for like the last ten years, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I thought that was scripture. Mm-hmm. That and a lot of other terms that we hear when you're a part of the faith that you swear is scripture. Somebody mm-hmm. told you that's in the Bible, right. and you've never seen it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But you think it is because you hear it so commonly used. Mm -hmm. And so I found out that that's a direct quote from Gandhi. Mm -hmm. Where did Gandhi get it from, though? I don't know where Gandhi got it from. That's my thing. It's It's a lot of other religions that say things and they got it from the Bible. Right. Well, not the, I don't know the, where the, he got it from. Right. I know what you're saying. But you're saying like, look, don't go around quoting stuff as scripture if you don't know that it's actually in scripture. And that's not even what I said. I just said this is a direct quote from Gandhi. Many of us for a, a long time thought it was, it was scripture. scripture. That's my statement. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you can agree with that, which many people did, yo, I agree. Yo, I thought that was scripture too. Mm-hmm. Or I, you know. I never thought that was scripture, but I did hear it. That's it. But then there's other people. Well, what are you saying? You're supposed to hate sinners. I I, I never said that. I, I never said that, all of I these other that things that you that. that you get. All, all of the things you know. I, I can understand that you, that people may be triggered by it, even though mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a triggering post. Like I, I didn't I didn't write it in a triggering way, trying to you know trigger anybody. But I, you know, I, I can understand people have their feelings, but, you know, don't make, you know, don't make it my responsibility to answer all the questions that can come out of Something that a statement post. that I, I post. Yeah, that's not my responsibility. How is that my, how is that my responsibility? Uh, I make a statement. I, I state a fact. Hey, this is, this is not scripture. Look, you know what I mean? Look. <laughs> I'm. I got your back. I'm on your team. I support you. Right. I love you. Like you know that. Like I be ready to. You know you gotta remind me. You royalty. You re- I be ready to throw hands. Like you going. You not. What you not about to do is come at my husband. Like that's why I just don't even read your comments because I don't want to get provoked to get entangled with people going back and forth that would never say that to my face if they saw me in real life. That's a fact. So I just leave it alone. So I love you. I got your back. I know that you mean well. Like, I know that about you. But a lot of times, I don't think you realize the the influence that you have, which is humbling for you that you don't realize that. But sometimes I think you say things and you don't understand how much of an impact one word that you speak has. And then you feel like, what? I can say it. Like, and, 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 and you can You can say what, hold on, you can say whatever you want to say, but the reality is that if you're called to a higher standard and you do have, you know, elements of a teaching gift in your music, 
and you do have a certain anointing, there is a responsibility that comes with that. So you're not unfortunately able to say whatever you want and just drop the mic and walk away and you deal with whatever you got from that. You just, and you probably disagree with me and that's okay. Yeah, I do. But that's just what it is. Like, I don't, I I know that you don't see yourself having as much of the impact that you have. That's why you think it's okay. I think if you saw that, then you would realize that. So it's kind of like a catch-22 because I'm glad that you're humble enough to not be big in your head. But at the same time, it's like you almost need to know that in order to realize I can't just say anything kind of that I want. And you don't say whatever you want. There's a lot of conversations that we have that you don't publicly, like, you know, do. So I want to make that clear. But whenever I read... (laughs) Whenever I read some of your posts, I have to take myself out of like the wife part and see how other people might read into that. And I know you. So I know I normally know what you mean. I normally know that's not what you're doing, but people don't know you like I know you. And so when I step out of my wife role and I read some of your stuff, I'd be like, bruh, how you just going to say that? Like, I get where some people are coming from. Now, do they have to attack you? And do they have to come at you sideways with that pharisaic spirit? Like the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Don't come up here accusing me of something and you don't even know what the freak I'm doing. Like you don't even ask me a question. Hey, Eshaan, I was just wondering what you meant by that. That's different than, oh, bro, you need to be careful. Sit, sit, Sit your behind down. Sit your behind down. Like, sit down. All of that, that energy right there is what I don't like. Those people, I'm really very quick to block. That is what I don't like when people do that to you. But it's a way that you can just add. Don't come being like an but accuser. See, see so, so so here's my point. I understand that the things that I may post can rub some people the wrong way. Um, and for other people, it may not rub them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um my intention with most of my posts is to get people to think outside the box that we've been kind of given in this country and with the teaching that, we, that we've been subjected to. So when I post something, it's just to get you or to, pe- to get people to think for themselves. Well, let me ask you this. And so, and so I don't mind, baby, these, these, <laughs> yo, you got these, these alarms. Look. And these alarms got all types of songs to them. Like, she got alarms. These alarms go off all day long. Hunt, pray. Like, what in the world? I'm a mother. Hallelujah. I'm a mother of three, and one of which has health challenges that I have to stay on top of. So, it's things I got to do all throughout the day. And if I I forget, if I don't, so that's my alarm. So, my bad, y'all. So, any given moment. I cut them out the podcast, but that, you, I can't. Listen, at any given moment out throughout the day, you're here. Black, thank God I'm black. Hallelujah. That's my song by Christy. You you gonna hear gospel songs? You gonna hear like beats? You go ahead. That one drop. Everything just random. That's what I'm about to put on there. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Baby. Yo, that ignorant video. Nah, ain't no ignorant video. He he did his thing. He did his thing. He did his thing. He found a way. He made a way for himself. Nah, but the point that I was 
um, making is I understand that people are going to feel away. And um, that's with anything. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime you make a statement, you know, you're always going to have naysayers and you're going to have people that agree with you. That's with anything. So as long as the way I feel about it is as long as as long as I'm not saying something, you know, just completely, you know, All right, well, let me ask wrong. You a question. If I'm saying something let derogatory, if I'm saying something insulting, you know, then that's one thing. But let me ask you a question. Transparency the Podcast with Ishan and Zara. Visit transparencythepodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at transparencythepodcast for more information plus recent updates. Think of somebody you highly respect. Right. Like you respect their their perception, their understanding of God's word. Yeah. And they posted what you posted, and then it was no. They just posted that. And let's say you kind of didn't understand it. How would you take it? What would you do? You like what would you do? And and mind you, you're you're growing in your faith, so you don't quite understand that. Like that somebody that who's understanding you respect post that, but they don't post any kind of uh, you know. Not necessarily explanation, because I'm a strong believer that we don't have to explain everything to everybody. But the description didn't include details to what that post kind of meant. And you, you haven't grown in your faith, so you don't know either what to take from it. How would you receive that from this person that you highly respect? I mean, I mean, it's, I would just be left... It would, I'll be left with my own interpretation of what they said. If, if, if there's no explanation attached to it, but that's how it is when you listen to my music. That's how it is when I listen to. You I know, know, but it's different music. because when you there are a whole you, lot of statements being know, made that you, you can't necessarily. I know, babe, but when you drop a track, anybody you can't stop you while you're recording. They're listening to the music. It's no comment and so, section. And in so, that. so you so have your what people do is they come and find you online to the place where you do express your opinions, like the post you put up. Understood. I got you. Why are you making that face? No, I got you. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I get it. I get it. But, you know, if if if, if you can't, like, so, so for the people or for the person... If I was in that person's shoes and I had somebody that I admired and I I, I I I listened to and I respect their opinion and I might not be able to reach out to them or, or have access to them, I think I would just have to take what they say and I had to think about it for myself. I'm just prone to do that regardless. I'm not prone to going and asking um, somebody to explain themselves first. Like my first, my first resort right. is to figure it out on my own. If right. I can't, then then, then I'm gonna come and yeah, ask. Hey, bro, I was wondering. Right. But that's why I said it's the approach that I don't like that people have with you. Like, fine, ask a question. Exactly. But my issue is I saw people in there trying to attack you, and they didn't even fully understand what it is you were trying to say. Don't accuse my husband of something when you haven't even asked first what he meant. We deal with this in our marriage. When we get into a conflict or we get into an argument and we've been taught in counseling, stop. Before you go there, is I hear you saying this. Because then a lot of times I tell you, no, that's actually not what I'm saying. And then we find the disconnect. 
So it's like people need to practice that on social media. Is this what you're saying? I just, and not even with a nasty. So you saying this, bro? No, say hey. And you know, I really appreciate your music. Right. Your thought and your perception on scripture and your understanding, I value it and I glean from it. So when you posting something like this, I'm a little confused. Can you explain what you mean? And you may or may not be able to do it. You're not gonna. You're not entitled. Nobody's entitled to your explanations. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's the approach. And a lot of times, I know when people do ask you that way, you'll normally like, you yeah, know, I say, do. well, this is I what do. I mean or whatever. I but I think that's when you're not going to get an answer. When you coming at me acting like the daggone devil and then you saying you are God. That's not the spirit of God to accuse people of something that you don't even know of. Right. Like, and that that's, don't get and, on my and, nerves. And that's disturbing to me. Like, one, one of the guys I had to just say, like, listen, you know, that's not what I said. You know, I said what I said. Why you ain't just block him? And um, and I just had to tell him like I'm I'm getting a, I'm getting a little tired of you coming by policing my posts. Why didn't you and, just block and, him, and yo? It's, it's like you feel like you got to keep me in check. Like whenever Eshan posts something, I got to make See, sure he's, he's held accountable. But I'm, like, I'm blocking you if you keep popping up on my post. I gave him a chance. Getting out of like going out of the boundary, like I'm blocking you because one, this is my page. Is what you need to understand. Exactly. This is my page that you're on. Number one. Number two. Watch how you talk to me, bro. Whoever you are, That's watch how you approach I'm like, me. I'm like, so I'm going to block you. Like, I'm, I'm like, not going to keep giving people like you that You're talking chances. to me. You're on here talking to me like we know each other. You're on here, you're on here talking to me and questioning me and, and, and having a certain tone in what you're typing that, that, that makes it feel like we know each other. And we don't. We don't know each other. You don't have a right to come and, and question everything that I do and say. Like, like we're cool. Like you, you know, you're you're not you're not here to hold me accountable, personally. You're not yeah. my personal accountability. Yeah. You know, now if I'm wilding out and I'm saying something crazy, you know, you know, by all means, you know, check me. You know, if I'm if I'm wilding out, but if it's just something you don't understand, don't be making these assumptions and yeah, and, that's and, the thing. And because because what you're doing is. You're making an assumption, and then you're planting thoughts in other people's heads who are reading these comments. A lot of people, they go read something, and they see a whole bunch of comments under it. Say, oh, let me see what the people are saying about this. And they go on, and they read, and they're being influenced by the comments. And so if you're sitting there... You know, the, like don't, you need to get blocked. You need to stop giving that. I gave him like a chance. That. Why? This Why? Is, this is the second time he Why? did something oh, see, like this. Second? Oh, you done first time? I'm done. Like I don't have time for that. Nah. You need to get blocked because you know, just, like anybody got time for all of that. Because you're not a you're not a real fan of me if you always got something negative to say. That's and you're not approaching point. me in the right way. That's you're not my a real. Point. That's I don't like the word fan. You're not I'm a sorry. Fan. You're not a real supporter, a supporter of my music. So, like, block. You sitting there waiting for me to say something that you can misconstrue or take the wrong yeah. way. Why Jump are you in giving my this person a chance? Why are you not blocking them? I don't know. I just I'm going to block like... them for you. I'll block them for you later on because I got your passcodes. I don't, even know, his, I don't even know his name. I just know his picture when I see it show up. But anyway, this brings us to what... <laughs> What we try to talk talk about today, which is ironic, is breaking down some understandings from some things that we've written. Your yeah. latest project, Joppa, is out. Crazy. I told everybody in my last Instagram live. Killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're not going to be able to go through every song, but um, we're going to just go through a few of the one, some of my favorite tracks, some of the lines you said, what you meant, and then we're going to kind of like bounce off of each other. And then it came to pass, which is my most recent novel. Yes, gonna, indeed. It came to pass. You're going to uh, ask me a few questions. So we're going to go an extraordinary back novel. and forth. So I'm going to start off with Joppa. If y'all haven't gotten that yet, go check it out. Um, everywhere digital music is sold and also the videos on YouTube. Go check out the video um, for Street Dreams. That's the first single off of um, his new project, Joppa. Um, so I'm going to start with the single, Street Dreams. And I'm going to ask you what you meant in the chorus where you said, um, teach to the killer in the street, to the villain and the thief, put this healing on repeat, got a profit on it. Got a profit on it. Got a profit on it. Reach mm. to the lost and scattered sheep. Better wake them up if they sleep. When they hear the spirit speak, put a profit on it. What do you mean when you said put a put a profit on those things? So I, I was talking about um, a profit on the song. Not necessarily calling myself a prophet, but... Sometimes we can operate in the capacity of a prophet mm -hmm. by speaking the things that God would have us speak to people. And um, I think the message is clear, you mm -hmm. know, for people in the streets who are, who have made money their God, who have made power their God, you know, it's a a call to uh, coming back to the Lord if you strayed. Mm. It's a call to come to the Lord if you've never known him. And, you know, just the fact that you can find everything that you're looking for in him and not these things. And on the track, I'm just talking about how God would give people chances. And I've seen it with my own two eyes. Um, people who didn't adhere to the Lord's chances and they, you know, they have succumbed to the streets and that street life. So whether they died or got locked up in jail, um, pretty much talking about people that died, though, people who, who, who succumbed to it and they just, they so can't come back from it. So that's why he was in a cemetery in the video? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was part of it, you know, people that lost their life, you know. And I think we all got people in our lives like that, people that we tried to speak life into, who used the Lord's words to speak into um, their life and, and encourage them. And, 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 and in some instances, people, we beg to come out of that. Mm -hmm. And um, they didn't listen, and, you know, they ended up dying in that. So and you're so, basically saying, like, when you say put a profit on these things, the killer in the street, the villain and the thief, um, the lost and scattered sheep wake them up better wake them up if they sleep you're basically like saying you feel like these people are kind of forgotten a little bit or no like how we're we're trying to just reach the pretty lost quote unquote as opposed to like a villain and a thief a killer in the street because I know a lot of times you talk about how you got a heart for people like in the hood yeah. that you feel like sometimes 
you know, they get overlooked when it comes to like bringing a message of God to them. Did you, mm. is that what you were meaning or are you just kind of, those words just kind of rhyme and you kind of just. I mean, I don't want to just explicitly say this is what I meant because I think it is multi-layered. It's a lot of layers mm-hmm. to the song mm-hmm. and it's, it's different ways you can look at that. Like, I think, you know, we we can people can be prophetic just by obeying God. You know, somebody mm-hmm. you might be in in the presence of somebody and God says, pray for that person or tell that person I love them. Well, that's Give the that thing is a lot of people gospel. don't really understand that a prophet is not like just seeing the future. A prophet is telling you the truth. Exactly. That's what real prophecy is telling you the that's truth. That's what I mean. So you so, meant by like putting the truth on these matters and these situations. Yeah. Or, you know, that God appoints a prophet to these people, you know, that are in these circumstances. What you mean a God appoints a prophet to like, these people? Like, you can operate in a in the capacity of a prophet. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily being a prophet, you know, walking around calling yourself that, anything like that. But you can have a moment where God initiates that in you or, or, or compels you to speak the truth to somebody. Mm-hmm to speak God's word to somebody, to um, pray for that person, to to just, you know, mm-hmm. to do what other people aren't necessarily willing to do for that person. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like you said a minute ago, I think people in the hood, people in the streets, people who are part of that lifestyle, they're not necessarily, um, they are looked over. Mm-hmm. You know, the downtrodden, the people that, that are in these um, um, marginalized communities, you know, they are they are kind of looked over with the truth, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think it's our responsibility to take the time out. All right, tag you it. All right, so um, you wrote this book. You wrote this amazing novel that's uh, slightly based on your life, right? Slightly. It's basically my life. It's just that I had to change up a few situations so people couldn't figure out who I was talking about. Right, right. So this this book is... Based on my... Yeah. What was that? So yeah, based, I was going to say based on my childhood, but it's a series. So big, big, book one is childhood, book two is um, like high school, college, and then book three is when we met and... Yeah. Right. So this book book is... But book one is the only one that's available for purchase right now. This book is the beginning Mm -hmm. of an incredible story. Um, So why was it important for you? Like when I read the book, the tones that you use, it's like you capture the settings and the environments so well. Even down to like the slang that people would use um, at that time. Like, why was that important to you to capture it the way you did? Like, because you could have just wrote these things in in uh, you know modern English, but you chose to include slang in um, in the book as well. Like, why was that important? You to know, you? what's crazy is originally it was all written just like standard English like proper English Mm. the first draft and I had a few little parts where I would just like Nana Dawn like where I just wanted to show how she talked 
And then I thought about it. I'm like, why am I only showing her? Like, everybody should talk like that. And mm. I had to go back and change every word into slang that is in their slang. Now, that took days to do. Why do you think? Was why was so that important? Many words. Because I felt like you can't really understand the uh, the characters if you don't know how they spoke. Mm. I mean, I guess you could imagine it, but mm. I wanted it to be as close to authentic as possible. So I was like, I want to talk how these people talk. like, And I felt like it made the story come alive more when you have those slang inferences in there as opposed to saying, where are you going versus where you going? Right. Like, it's just... You could right. you could feel that character a little hood in that character, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I feel like it brought it to life. No, that's good because I think the way that we talk from the communities that we're from, mm-hmm. it is nuanced. And the know? thing about it is, in the realm of literature, like that's considered quote unquote like ghetto. Like you're not supposed to write like that. Right. So that's why I wanted to write like that because I'm like, who are you to say that my culture and the community that I come from? It's not a standard of literature because it's not written how you say that English should be spoken. Absolutely. No, that's where I grew up. This is how we spoke. And this is not like, this is not like, you're not better than me because you speak different than my culture. Indeed. And so I was like, you know what? Bump all those, you know, literary awards that people would try to seek when you write in that standard English format. I'm going to write it. You know, as as a ode to my culture, like right. that's how we spoke, like whatever. Make it authentic, yeah. That's what I feel when I read it. It just feels authentic. Like it feels like you right there in in it, especially if it's familiar to you. You you recognize that. Yeah. It came to pass. Um. It came to pass. It came number two pass. Dot com. Or ZaraHairston.com. Or if you follow me on Instagram, my books are linked in my bio. You can go there. And there's some coupons, too, if you follow the It Came to Pass Instagram page. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, we're going to move on. Next, one of my other favorite songs is Levy's. And I love the flow in this one. And uh, a lot of people like this. I feel like this should be the next video you do, but you say, no. You want to do uh, warning shots? Mm-hmm. Somebody, a bunch of people today was saying um, should do just like a mini movie, include every song. Yeah, that would be dope. Because I look, you know how when you go on um, Apple Music, you can, before you buy it, you can see the popular songs. Like almost every song on Drop is popular. <laughs> like no, they're crazy. all like, the bars are like all the way to the end for like almost every song. So That's crazy. Yeah. But Levy's um, early morning, late night, we pray. Who's we? We is us. We are the the believers, the the people that carry the torch, the proclaimers of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Loyalty hard to find these days. Why do you say that? It's just a fact that, you know, a lot of people are falling away from the faith. A lot of people don't want to share the gospel, they don't want to share God's truth. So you say, you mean loyalty to God? Loyalty to the most high oh, okay. God. Yeah. So not loyalty like to yourself. Loyalty to God's word and God's nah, message. Yeah, loyal so. loyalty to God and his word. On my shoulder is the heavy weight. The heavy weight is the, the, the responsibility. Well, bearing your own cross, mm-hmm. of course. But the responsibility 
of preaching that that gospel, the responsibility of communicating his word in mm-hmm. a dark world. Right. It's a heavy weight yeah, because really you don't is. you don't want to say you something get hated. all the time. Just like People you were just talking you. about, you get attacked for the post that you know you put up, things that we talk about and yep. say. Anything. You walk away swearing like that was really good, God, and then here come the attacks. Right. Like, are you serious so right fair. now? Anything and these are people cha- considering themselves believers, just right. how to believe, quote unquote, believers kill Yeshua. Like, exactly. You <laughs> religious people yep. attacking the yep. Most High didn't even call him the Messiah. Like, right. how are you? You can't be. Always got a problem with something. Yep. Y'all better watch out. Y'all might be the ones that killed him. Hey, enjoying this free podcast? Want to support your hosts? Go to transparencythepodcast.com slash support to find out how. That's oh, acting like y'all. Anything to y'all go against them. anything to go against this the status quo is mm-hmm. a problem for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. the Messiah definitely went against the status quo. Mm-hmm. And and people's interpretation of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. It has become the status quo for a lot of people with their interpretation, not who he really was, right. not what he really said, right. but what they think he said. And even what, what they, they wanted him to say. Exactly. So, yeah, holding, well, ho- holding the truth is, is, a, is, is, a, is, a, is a heavy weight. Living water to the levee break. What's the levee? It's the wood that, that, that holds back water. Okay, so you said living water to the levee break. Yeah, so so more and more, more and more living water. Christ is that living water. So so what is it that you so saying more and more, break? more and more until whatever's holding me back mm-hmm. from letting his water flow mm-hmm. until it break. Mm-hmm. Let let that break. Okay, you put yeah, fame won't ever change. Was done in heaven's name. What happened to the game? We blind like Etta Game James. What you mean by that? Yeah, that's a little play on words. Etta James, you know, she had blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just oh, you meant blonde. Blind, but mm-hmm. blonde. Okay. No, um, but we got to go back to that first line. Fame won't ever change what's done in heaven's name. Right, right. So fame won't change us. If, 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 um, if we're doing this on behalf of the Most High God, which is what quote-unquote Christian hip-hop, gospel hip-hop. It was made to be done in God's name. Um, it was made to be done for his exaltation. It was made to be done for the edification of believers, and it was made to be done um, to communicate God's truth, his gospel. Like, this, this is the purpose for it. It was supposed to enrich people, encourage people, and build people up. The reason why it was initiated it became a thing was to exalt the most high God. It was, you know, to proclaim his goodness, his truth, um, give his gospel, edify his, his children, his people. That's, that's why it's here. That's why you don't think um, it's changed. It's supposed to exist. And now fame won't ever change what's done in heaven's name, but they done, they look mad. Believers don't look nothing like they don't look set apart. Right. That's the point. That's why I said what happened to the game. That's what it was initially for, but it's become oh, yeah, something totally different now. Mm-hmm. It's become a um, a show. It's become a, a mm-hmm. way of getting popularity, a, a way, way of, of getting money, getting money, getting getting fame. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Getting um, 
you know, getting everything that the world has to offer. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it's become. So I said fame will ever change what's done in heaven's name. So if we do it in heaven's name, if we right. do it on behalf of the most high God, fame won't change it. Mm-hmm. Fame won't come in and distort it and take us away from the original purpose. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to do one more line because this, you know, your stuff is mad heavy. It could be like a whole um, course that you could sign up for for your <laughs> albums. But one line you say, um, they love our accomplishments, but hate us for our convictions. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that's how it feels. You know, when you, when you, when you do things, you accomplish certain things, mm-hmm. and people just like, yo, mm-hmm. I can't believe, you know, you did this, or you was able to go here, you was able to make this, this chart position, or you was able to... You know, and it's like they love it, but then they hate the conviction that created that. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. me personally, mm-hmm. I'm not chasing no numbers. Right. I post my numbers and I post things on social media to encourage people to just stick to the script and see. You can still do numbers if that's if that's your desire, mm-hmm. if that's your wish. You know, the Lord can still take you and and and, and place you at the seat with uh with kings. You know what I mean? You don't you don't gotta chase that. You know, you could just be true to what he's called you to do and still make make headway in in in, in the industry. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But they, they you know, a lot of people hate the convictions though. It's like you tell them that, it's like, ah, it's not what I'm trying to hear. I'm trying to hear what's the magic pill, what's the what's the button I could push to put me in that position where I can get to where you got and I'm like it's also how it is button. with our kids too. Like people love our they're so well behaved, they're so right. godly. But then when they hang and, and I'm like, No, yeah, they can't do that. Or no, then it's like, Well, why are you so serious? Well, you just said you appreciate how well fact. behaved and God loving and God fearing my kids That's are. A fact. But then you don't wanna deal with the things that I do to make them that way. Right. Like That's a fact. It's crazy. They want the results. But they don't want what it takes to get the results. They don't want to do what it takes to get the results. So, yeah, they, they love our accomplishments but hate us for our convictions. Our convictions is what is what produces those those results. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so now back to it came to pass. Listen, I want to know a question that I believe you... You've um you've expressed to me and you've told me, but I think it might not be as clear to other people who 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 read the book or who are going to read the book. But I want to know how close your how close your personality is with rhythms personality. Uh. So rhythm rhythm is is the the the, the lead. How you say the lead the character? Main character? The main main mm-hmm. character. The protagonist. The protagonist in the book, mm-hmm. part one. Mm-hmm. Um, book one is so in 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 book one. So I wanted to know like how how close is she to how you were? Because I didn't know you when you were a kid. Right. She identical. So is, is it identical? Is is, is she no, more braver no, than, than you were? Nope. Is she identical? She identical. Okay. Talk a lot to me of the about stuff that. that um is in book one, based on my childhood, I um I took from out of some of my diaries. 
Mm. Um, when I was little, when I was young, my aunt that passed, I miss her so much. She's the first person that gave gave me a diary, and that's when I learned like, wow, I can just like have this private world. So I thought it was private. You'll read in my book, it wasn't so private. But um, and the timing of it in the book and in real life is switched because I put it towards the end. But in real life, I was like probably around ten. 11 when she gave me my first diary Mm. and so i just went back to those pages i still have that diary wow and looked at some of the things that happened and i was like wow you know i remember those things but i didn't remember saying that or doing that or whatever and that helped build the scenes so rhythm is exactly how i was just her mouth um her shyness her fear every that's She's probably the only character in there who I really didn't change too much. Mm. Other people in there, I kind of, um, wait, actually, yeah, it's really only like, it's a lot of characters in there. It's really only, I would say like three characters in book one that I kind of like changed a little bit more to just give you that push. Everybody in there, like that's how they were. Really? Because that was my last question. My last question was whether you had to trump up any of the... Were they like that to oh, that they, degree? Yeah, they were, were like they that. They that were extreme? like that. Because it was some extreme characters. Actually scaled like, back Nana Dawn's character. Like, there are some things in real life that happened that I didn't even include in the book wow. because it was a little bit too much. And wow. I didn't curse in my novel. And I really, like, wanted to because there was a lot of foul language in my real life. Yeah. Um, especially with Nana Dawn's character. Um, right. And so there were some things that happened between her and I that I couldn't even put in there. Right. So there was, uh, with her, there was a scale back. Mm-hmm. I actually scaled her back mm-hmm. in the book. Yeah, no, nah, I, I could see that. how she really was. Even with Malcolm, which was Rhythm's father, based yeah. on my, you know, biological father, scale back mm-hmm. how things that he said to me and things mm-hmm. that he did. And your mother. Um, your mother, she was, you, she doesn't yeah, she's not in it. Like yeah. you'll see she's written out of the story. Yeah, no, I know that. I'm just saying, yeah. so you, the, there was a reason you 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 kind of wrote her out. Yeah. I wrote her out because at the time that I was writing it came to pass, I was hopeful that our relationship would be restored. Right. And I felt that if I released this book, knowing how it was with her, and mm-hmm. she read it or heard about it, that we couldn't Restore that relationship. So mm. I just wrote her out. Mm. Right, right. Today, right. at the time of this podcast, we don't have a relationship. We're not in relationship. Yeah. I've tried for um, over 11 years <laughs> counseling, uh, all kind of things, yep. and nothing has worked. Yep. And so now I'm at a place where for book two, I already had told myself if if things didn't really kind of like go how I wanted them in real life, I was going to just like share what that story really was like in book two, bring back some flashbacks and introduce her character again. So book two, she, I will be introducing that story a little bit more, the behind the scenes of that relationship um, with her. But, um, you know, I knew the relationships with my grandmother who raised me for a lot of my life and my biological father, um, I knew that those relationships probably wouldn't be restored because it, they're too far gone. Right. Um, and so I wasn't really afraid to write that. The only reason why I left some things out is because I felt like it was too much for people. And I also felt like I couldn't tell it right without adding the curses, certain parts. Because mm. there's certain things that were said. Mm. And if I 
Right. Wrote it. It would be like, she, yeah. there's no way yeah. she could have said that like yeah. that. She yeah. had to have cursed. And it wasn't yeah. authentic. So I was like, I'm going to just leave it out. But yeah. And you're um, such a purist when it comes to writing. So I can yeah. see why you just Because people ask to, me, like, why wouldn't you just put the curses to, in? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but. so let's take it back to um, Tasia, though, real quick. Mm-hmm. So she was real wild. Yeah. <laughs> and she was really like that. Yeah, she was really like that. Like I said, scale back. Because mm. I ain't trying to put... Because some people in my family know who I'm talking about. Like, you know the cousin that I was closest to when I was little. So I had to scale some things back. Because, yes, it's fiction. But some people can figure out... You know, I don't want people to... We And again, me and her are not in a relationship anymore. Still love her. Hope the best for her. But, you know, it was just a covering. Like, certain certain things I just felt like wasn't my place to tell about her story. Yeah, like, there are sure. things that happened to her that made her that way. But then I'm taking her voice away from her because she doesn't have the opportunity to tell why she did what she did. And the book wasn't about Tasia. Indeed, it was about indeed. rhythm. So I that was like, wise. I just going to leave that out. That's why. Overall, a great book. I mean, a book that uh, really takes you on. And I've said this before. It's, it's an emotional roller coaster. It has some really deep moments in there. It has some, some moments that... The, the, that are tear jer- jerking moments, a lot of moments like that, and moments that um, there are funny moments in there. There, are, I mean, any emotion that you could think of, really, <laughs> you're gonna feel reading this book. So I encourage everybody go read this book, go go buy this book, go read this book, take this journey. It came to pass. It came to pass. This is the first of three. So you you gonna want to get this one in right now, and then and I'm trying to finish up the um the prelude, and a prelude is oh, basically yeah, yeah, like yeah, the story yeah, yeah. before the story. Yeah, so before yeah, book one, what was the story? And I'm good. going in about the parents of rhythm. Um, and I was on a roll right now, and then life crashed, and I haven't written that, so I got to get back to that because I said I was gonna finish it before the summer was over, and now here we are in August. So I'm going to get back to that. But yeah, my main thing in book one was trying to show people that who you are today, if you don't clear up your childhood traumas, it's going to affect why your relationships are, you know, how they are. Like when you're me being molested and just experiencing certain abuses, you grow up a lot of times being afraid to speak up because your silence, that shame silences you, people silence you because they don't want to find out. So a lot of things in my life, you know, I struggle with standing up for myself because of what happened to me. And so the devil was so excited when my husband and I got together and he didn't, that was what his weakness was. Mm -hmm. It aligned well with what I struggled with. Mm -hmm. He had trouble confronting people for me. And then this is who I'm in love with. And I have trouble standing up for myself. And so Pete, it was this cycle that I was in a lot of my life where I would either get in relationships with unhealthy people or I would get in relationships with people who were healthy, but they wouldn't confront the people who were hurting me. And it was just this repetitive thing. And I show you how it starts. Like you have your childhood, you see these things that occur. And then as you get older, you're like, why do I keep picking the same kind of guy? Why do I keep picking the same kind of friend? Why do I keep picking the same kind of jobs? Why do I keep picking the same kind of like, you know, just who I feel is an influence to me? Um, that I want to help me. And it's it's because of normally something that happened in your childhood and when you don't heal it, you just repeat the cycle. It just stays on repeat. 
So um, I wanted book one to start while, while she was a child so people can see where these patterns of behavior come from and what they turn into. So in book two, you're going to start to see the patterns she learned as a child. They're, they're forming. And you see her starting to pick the same kind of guy, getting into the same kind of situation with the same kind of friends all the way to book three. And then something crazy happens in book three that changes all of that. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up and she sees... I want to break this cycle. Like, but how does she do that? Book three will show you. Yeah, yeah. But it starts with book one. So go check out It Came to Pass. Yes, the novel indeed. series, book one in the beginning is available now. And if you follow that page on Instagram, if you look in a lot of the captions for those posts, you'll see a coupon to get, I think it's $3 off or something like that. $3. Mm. My husband don't want me giving no money off all these, all these books. Get them three cent off. Everybody get three cent off. Wow. All right. So last one for you. Um, sinful remission. First of all, what did you mean by sinful remission? The cancellation of a debt. Mm-hmm. Of a charge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We've been charged. We're guilty of So the cancellation of, of a sinful life. Yeah. So, again, I'm not really going into the verses too much, y'all. Y'all just got to go buy Joppa by Eshawn Burgundy on any digital uh, music outlet and listen to these songs. They are like, they're more than just music, you know, that you just vibe to. But the the awesome thing is like, I remember going to some of my favorite classes in college where, where the lecturer was just on point and I just love to listen to this person lecture. That's how my husband's music is, and then it's a beat to it. So it's like you can vibe out to something that is informational and transformational. Hmm. So I'm not really going in deep. Like, my husband's stuff is really deep. Like, it's like you got to listen to this project a number of times. It's like because the word is living, and then he uses the word to write this stuff. So you'll hear one thing, and then it won't make sense to maybe like the third or fourth time you listen to it. So... I'm giving y'all real lightweight stuff, so y'all got to go and get the, get the project. But I'm just reading like a lot of the chorus and a few lines, but it's way deeper than that. So for sinful remission, I'm just going to give you the um, the chorus. You said, the times I was so blind, I needed wisdom. That a search for my renewed mind, it came up missing. Pour a glass of that new wine, sinful remission. Blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. And it all dripped. Christ mm. in the garden of Gethsemane, let it all drip. I don't want to die, but it's killing me. And it all drips. I don't want to die, but it's killing me. Let it all drip. I mm. don't want to die. So what did you mean by the times I was so blind I needed wisdom? Were you talking about before you knew God or when you knew God? I'm talking about now. I'm talking about the times that I I don't do what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So and 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 you gotta understand this too. Like when y'all listen to this music, y'all gotta understand. Like I'm praying as I'm writing this stuff, and I'm not necessarily. I'm not always writing to say a specific thing. I'm like I'm really just being led. And so, you know, with with every song and every line, I'm not just saying, yeah, I want to say this right now. It's me being led to say something. And, you know, like, I'm literally begging God for the next line most times. Like, Lord, help me. Like, I write myself into a corner all the time, and I need the Lord to get me out. And he'll just give me a line. And I'll be like, all right, cool. And I just run with it. Yeah, a lot of the times I listen back to the music, and I'll be like, dang, I didn't even know I said that. 
didn't even know that made sense coming after the line before it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it'd it be blowing my mind a lot of the time. So I just, I want people to get whatever the most high gives you mm-hmm. as you listen to this music. That's what you get from it. Don't necessarily just take my word, take the music, um, take the message that's in the music. Cause the way I interpret it, that might not be, that might not be how God gave, gave to you to interpret it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, but sometimes people got their interpretation all wrong, babe. I done seen people breaking your lyric down to YouTube yeah. videos, and I'm like, that is not what he's saying. That's true. That's like, true at all. Too. Like, and I don't think that's what God's saying either, so right. I'm going to need you to stop. Right. I mean, this is my favorite album of yours, so make sure y'all go mm-hmm. check that out, because it's such a vibe, but it's more than that. It's what he's saying in the lyrics, and it's such growth from all the other projects and my thing is that you know artists should elevate with each project that you should see the growth and you can actually see and hear the growth along with just the vibe so um i think y'all really gonna love it so go check out that yeah it's the type of stuff we need you know i I feel like believers like we like i'll be looking for this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like the type of music i make i make it because i know it's a need for it it's not it's not a lot of it out there. So mm-hmm. you know, you be needing to listen to something that's gonna reaffirm edify. your faith. That's gonna edify you, that's gonna strengthen you, that's gonna because it's so much crap out there, it's mm-hmm. so much nonsense out there that just that'll just have your mind thinking about trivial things, just things that are not important and things that just pull you away from the father's will for your life. We're at a critical point in history, and I think more than ever we as believers need to be drawn close to the Most High. So if I can participate in helping foster a, 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 a solid relationship between you and the Most High, you know, by way of the music I make, like, that's what, that's what I want to do and that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah. And on another note, stop accusing people and attacking people in these comment sections because you're going to get blocked. <laughs> Block parties. Like, for real, cut it out. But everybody that is supportive and just shows so much love, um, we got a, a DM a few days ago about how the podcast has really like turned this one husband around. And he was just, it was a very long message of all the things that, you know, he's gone through in his life and just how God is using the podcast. Like he used our podcast to help amplify what God is already doing like that. It was dope. Um, we didn't. I didn't ask for permission to use that message, so I'm not gonna say who the person was. But you know, he knows who he is. Just reaching out behind the scenes. I would love for more people to be more public um, about it, so people could see these stories because th- those testimonies help other people's faith. They really do. But I do understand that some things are private and they involve other people, so they don't want to share it publicly. Yeah. So I get that, but um, we do have a lot of uh, private messages of people just showing how a, a simple conversation between me and my husband um, that God uses and is altering the course of their marriage, their mm. life, their family. Mm. And that's amazing. Like that's, that's really, huge. really amazing. Cause it's to us, it's so simple. We're just talking. For real. But God is doing a work, and um, we believe that's what He led us to do. Like just have these conversations. Exactly. We didn't know what it would do or how it would change people's hearts or lives. We, you know, we figured it could be give you some edification, inspiration, but we didn't think it could change people's whole households and marriages. Like we had one person saying 
the husband was down on his knees asking for forgiveness right. to the wife, like that I don't put you first and that wow. I've been disrespectful and I didn't believe in mutual submission and now I see it clearly. That was crazy to read. Like, that. wow. Like that's amazing. So um bump all of the little negative people that got little dumb stuff to say, getting in the way of trying to get in the way of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working. We love y'all for tuning in and um allowing God, those that are allowing God to to move and change their lives and do you know what he's doing. But um mm-hmm. other than that, check out um our YouTube channel. We put some videos and stuff up there. So make sure you go to transparencythepodcast.com. The link is in our Instagram bio too. Uh if you don't feel like typing that in, you can go to at transparency the podcast Instagram page. And the link is there. Um it's some videos up there on the YouTube page that we reference. Um Ishan's new Street Dreams video was up there. Um yeah, so go ahead and subscribe to that page. And Did you just call me Ishan? Because I'm not gonna say Anton's new mute video because it's not. It says Ishan Burgundy. You don't call me Ishan. I don't, you but I'm Ishan. referencing something. If don't I was talking, Ishan, if I was talking to you, I wouldn't call you that. But I'm referencing something, and you know we've had all kind of attacks today. I hear the the um, audio popping. We had people doing all kind of stuff outside of. Where we're recording, we had to stop fifty thousand times. This is just absolutely crazy how this is popping right now, and I, I'm not gonna go back and re-record this because now he gotta go to work. So um, it's just it just is what it is. We see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Transparency the Podcast on Instagram at Transparency the Podcast. We'll talk to y'all next time. If there is a next time. Oh my gosh. <laughs>